won't you stay with me? Cause you're all I need. <laughs> well, that's fellow member of the Lonely Hearts Club, Sam Smith. And if it's what I cried out to a meatball sandwich I consumed on the subway platform at 2 a.m. following another disappointing date with a lady flautist, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And, oh my, this is the season to get your walks in over the mighty Gowanee. The humidity is rising, and so is the stench. Get over there anytime and enjoy the endless pile driving, the newly released toxic plumes, and watch the water turn from milky green to a, you ought to have that looked at green. <laughs> well, folks, it's been a thrill ride of a season, and I'm so happy to be with my guest today at her beautiful Brooklyn home. She's an accomplished actor, a comedic force, and host of her own storytelling podcast called Tell the Bartender. Please welcome with your ears, Catherine Heller. Hi. Hi, everybody. And it's so funny, Dale. I was looking for a name for my new book, my autobiography, and I think Lady Flautist is it. (laughs) I think it's going to be. If you don't mind, terribly. I'm sorry the date didn't go so well. Please. I'm I'm all about giving on this show. Oh, I'm all about taking. (laughs) So I'll take it. You keep well, giving me welcome. ideas and I'll just keep taking them. No credit to you. We'll get along fine. Thank you for making some time today. Anytime. Um, oh, we're done, right? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Good That's to see it. you. Now, I gather you're you're just back from merry old England. I sure am. I'm a couple days in. I'm a little bit punchy. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm a little jet lagged, but I've been waking up early and thinking I can conquer the day. And then by this time in the afternoon, I am like, we're done. It's a lot like being on Adderall, <laughs> which I only did once. <laughs> How'd that go? Was that a, a prescription? No, a friend of mine. We, <laughs> a friend of mine just gave me one because I gave her a clonopin, and because uh, I have I, like anxiety issues, so like I have clonopin on me at all times. And she's like, oh, I've always wanted to try it. Here's some Adderall, and I was like, I've always wanted to be a Lindsay Lohan, so. I tried it one day and I was I, I treated it like I was doing acid or something like yeah. that. It's like okay, I have no auditions today. I've, I got to make sure I just you know have the whole day free. And I took it and I got so much work done. And then five hours later, I was like, I don't want to keep doing stuff, but I can't stop. And so like I cleaned my apartment. It's like a speed kind of a thing. Yeah, I got so much done. Well, I, I see good. why people take it, but I got tired of doing things. I like to sit around and not do anything. No, it would so. be nice to do. Did you just crash then for? Oh a week? my god, I. Cr- so hard. It was like that episode of uh, Saved by the Bell where Jesse Spano takes oh, the caffeine pills and yeah. then she sleeps for four days. Or Family Ties. Oh, that's Alex, right. Alex, Alex P. Keaton took the crank. He tries to. <laughs> was it crank or meth? What was it? I, I think it was. I think it was speed of some kind. That's right. He got it from his friend. There's always a friend. I love it when a Republican gets caught with drugs. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they seem to do that a fair they amount. Sure they sure do. <laughs> well, what was happening over there in London? Wow, well, a lot. Um, so I'm a dual citizen. My mother's French, so I can legally oh, work terrific. in the EU. Yeah, I know. So I can legally work in the EU. So my uh, manager set up some meetings with an agency out there. To uh, acting. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because I kind of want to just keep my options available because... Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's rare to have <laughs> Americans who can legally work out there. So yep. if they need a part for someone and not to get a visa for them, but someone who can do the authentic American accent, because a lot of times British people, they train, but like, come on, Kate Please. Winslet, really? Yeah. Stop. And I'm joking. She's great, but... Awful. Yeah, so I was out there for part business and part pleasure. I have some friends out there. Oh, and, good. Uh, also duels. Uh, no, no. Well, some of them are yes. Some of them are dual. Some yeah, of them are a dual legit colony. Legit Brits. Uh huh. Yes, several of them. I was. Do you also do the British accent? Nah, 
Not really. I mean, I can if I train at it. Yeah. I can do a Glaswegian one pretty well. A Glaswegian? Oh, it's great. I'm from Glasgow. My name is Ewan. How are you? Ah, <laughs> oh, classic. It's great. That's it. That's all I can do. It feels good to Spend say some this. time out there. It's all just back there in the throat. Oh, it's like, it's like, I'll see it now. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, it's right. just, just sweet music. Right. The, the rogue. <laughs> Anyway, so we, I was out there for uh, meetings, which went very well, and then some social activities, which also went very well. So, and what does going well mean with the with the meetings? Meaning you might you can book some stuff. And me, you know, it means that I'm not going to move out there because there's not a lot of jobs, fit, like period. Like a lot of uh, actors want to move to New York or LA from yeah. from England. They build a resume. Uh, they don't have a real good union there, and the pay is crap. Mm. So they said if you want to do a West End show just for a credit. I'm like, absolutely, or a TV show or just one episode just for credits, you're not going to get paid a lot, but I'm at the point where I'm like, I really need to get more TV film right. credits in order to get seen. Blah, 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 acting, whatever. So, so I, love, I think it's fascinating <laughs> and fascinating to hear from a, sort of that international perspective. I didn't know much about it, so I'm glad yeah. I went and, and checked it out because I always wanted to. And I was like, also, it's the summer and it's slow and I need vacation and I had a rough couple months and I was like, fuck it. Can we curse? You can. Okay. I try to avoid the blue material, but you can do it. You oh, do okay. what you need to do. Sorry. I want this to be an accurate portrait of it you. It is an accurate portrait. <laughs> I did say fuck it. <laughs> that is the truth. Well, as you can tell from my transparent complexion, I have some people over there. Yes. In, in you England. look British. Thank you. Uh, in fact, my a picture of my great-great-grandmother, I believe, or just great-grandmother, I'm not sure. It was tough to do the math, but she was a lady in waiting for Queen Victoria, <gasps> and her picture hangs in Buckingham Palace. In Union Hall. In Union Hall. <laughs> that's, that's the one. That's her. Yeah, no. You've seen it. Her picture's in Buckingham Palace? Yeah, in Buckingham Palace. That's crazy. They had a fire there a few years ago, so I don't know if it was damaged <gasps> or if they had to move it or not. But Was it her just like sweeping the floors? <laughs> yeah. Because do they take pictures of the help? No offense, but I mean, right? It wasn't she the help? Yeah. Yeah, she was an employee of the month. Isn't that weird? Yeah, like, like a little McDonald's outfit. You know, it's like lady in waiting. That's cool, though. Yeah, I'm hoping to get my picture up somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully not a, like Kmart, like this guy stole something. No, but like one of those, can you believe they ate a giant thing establishment? Oh, right, right, like you know, a contest. Like a giant donut Well, al- allegedly, because my, my father's side of the family is Hungarian, allegedly I am, by blood, a Hungarian countess. I'm related to the Queen of Hungary from 1910, back before they got rid of the patriarchy, thank God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys, I'm a big deal, so I'm, <laughs> I'm a Hungarian countess, which means nothing anymore. You nope. ever feel satisfied being hungry all the time? All the time. Oh, I can't count us the ways <laughs> in which I am hungry. You did it one better. Oh, That's man. amazing. No, did, I don't know about that. <laughs> do you see any theater while you're over there? I sure did. You did. I actually saw an amazing improv show, and I'm sort of an improv purist, like because yeah. I, I love it so much that when I see bad improv, I get really upset. They were wonderful, huh. wonderful. It was seven teams got fifteen minutes each, so I was like, oh, I roll. I know, but it was. I didn't want it to end. It was amazing. <laughs> there, I'm not even joking. They were so good. And um, then I saw Once the musical. Yes, a nice young man took me to see Once on the West End. Pretty good. And I ugly cried all the way through it. <laughs> I was like, I went to the bathroom at the end of the show, and he's, oh, he's like, all right, I'll meet you outside. And I was like, I'm gonna have a problem, and I started sobbing in the bathroom. <laughs> Were like, are you right, love? And I was like, did you not just see what happened? <laughs> Do you know once the, yeah, the, sure. the, 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 movie. I don't the know piano the, the and he puts the big Lexus bow on the piano oh, and it's my. her gift and they sing that? I'm gonna start crying right now. 
oh my god and then I'm, i was like he put the lexus bow and, and nobody out there knows what the lexus bow is yeah and then then what, it do got, you, what are they calling it there a big bow <laughs> <laughs> everything's a little different over everything's there. a little different over there there were some well, i got in a fight with a cab driver because i was like i'm going to um something road and he goes not mom doesn't exist i don't know why i made him scottish <laughs> Now, and he pulls out a book. He's 95 years old. I was like, there is GPS. I see you have a GPS. And I was like, no, I'm going to something, something road. And he was like, no, no, you can't look here. Just look here. It's not there. And I was like, I'm not looking at your book, dude. And then he goes, what, row or road? And I was like, road. And I realized that it was ra- row. Oh, oh, you got in a bit of a row. We got in a row. And I made that joke <laughs> later. And then people were like, that's not funny. So I... My friends didn't think that joke was funny, so I, I told well, myself... I would have appreciated Thank it. Thank you. Well, they didn't think it was funny out there, my British friends. They didn't appreciate that story. Didn't translate. Yeah. And, did you, and so that was successful. You feed any pigeons at Trafalgar Square? You know what's so funny? <laughs> um, I was in Soho Park yeah. laying down for... I had just finished a big meeting, and I was like, I have a glass of wine and then lay out in the sun, because it was gorgeous. And uh, these pigeons were surrounding me. They are real... They they think they own the place. I yeah. thought New York pigeons were bitchy. Yeah. Oh man, these guys were like. But you'd never you'd never f- willingly call over the pigeon to eat out of your hand in oh, New no. York City. No, 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 no. But they didn't matter. It. This pigeon came no, right up to me and was like, "What you got?" Yeah. And I was like, "And take my iPad. I got nothing else to take it." <laughs> Pigeon's like, "All right, bitch." And so, but generally, do you enjoy traveling? I do. I yeah. hate being on planes, uh, hence the clonopin. But I uh, I like getting away, and I'd had. Just a shit beginning of the year. I, like, I ended up in the hospital for a kidney infection. Oh, my goodness. And that was just terrible. And that put me out for a month, so I couldn't audition. I couldn't like leave the apartment. Like I was on bed rest. I was Aye. in the hospital for a long time. I was on Cipro, which is the stuff they gave Dick Cheney because of the anthrax scare. Right. And now I get why Dick Cheney is who he is because, man, that Cipro puts you down. Makes you want to shoot somebody in the I face. I wanted to go to war all the time. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, I just want to shoot my buddies. Um, yeah, so that that sucked. So I really, really needed the break. You're okay now? So much better. Oh, yeah, 100%. You had to get a new kidney or anything? No, thank God. But they did want to give me a blood transfusion because I had no iron. <laughs> That's what happens when you can't eat for a month. They, yeah. I had no nothing. And then they're you know, pumping you with IV with the saline. So I had like nothing in my blood. And they were like, we want to give you a blood transfusion. And I was like, can I say no? And they're like, yeah, you can say no. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and they're like, but we have to keep you in the hospital until your iron levels get up. So a really good friend of mine... Um, Came in with emergency. I was at the hospital in Park Slope. So shockingly enough, there was a kale juice press place oh, nearby. I know you're... In the room. Just as shocked as I write exactly. And so he brought all these kale juices and I just chugged them and uh, my iron levels went up. You know what else you can do is uh, uh, suck on a nail. Is that true? Sure. I should have done that. Yeah. Easier my, than the my, kale juice. My, my great uncle used to do that. That's really interesting. <laughs> now I know. I'm going to be sucking on some nails. Yeah, just keep some in your pocket. they got to be the old kind. The, the oh, real the old kind. kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get yeah. iron poisoning. I want to do it. I want to do it right. <laughs> you got to do it. I want to get like, yeah. And uh, you ever... Uh, well, first of all, I'm glad you're, you're better. Thanks. That, uh, so, yes, I do enjoy came, traveling. You came out of that. Especially uh, after that. You ever travel with somebody that you feel fondly toward? Well, oh, yes. Lovers, yes. I have. I am a really good traveler with lovers. And that's the last good, guy I good. dated was uh, uh, traveled for a living, basically. He was a comedian. So he's, he still is a comedian. He didn't cease to be a comedian. <laughs> um, and he traveled a lot. So we, we had a lot of fun together when, we went on, uh, when he went on tour, if I had the time. However, I do have to stay in the city a lot for auditions. And occasionally I book jobs, so there are times where I couldn't go. Right. My other boyfriend before that, um, 
he and I would go to Miami all the time and travel. And, it's a lot of fun. And time. honestly, I'm a really good uh, partner traveler because I'm really independent. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah. I kind of like to do things by myself as well as, you know, do, you know, so I'm not, like, clingy, like, oh, we're really spend every single moment together like I hate that yeah so uh, I do travel with people I like and okay. I also like traveling alone well, why do you want to go somewhere Dad? Well, I don't we'll see how it Let's goes go somewhere right now <laughs> I was just remembering thinking about uh, my, the times I've been in London mm. and I spent a very uh, just emotionally taught afternoon a uh, couple of afternoons in a, in a little basement hotel room off of King's Cross oh. and uh, I think we just had different attitudes and you were with the lover with, with was this a, the flautist uh, no this is now she's ex-wife but oh. uh, we, we were together then and you know things start to unravel when you travel and you see the true measure of a person sometime yeah you know I mean, what that's a great judge and I enjoy traveling with new partners because it's a real it's like is this gonna work out longer than a week yeah right you know um, and because you, really... you can be the kind of like a tour book kind of person, or you can be the, for me, ideally, I get there, relax, get the city, I'll get lost in the city. Yeah, me too. I like to do that. That's how I know where things are. Just I don't like to do touristy things either. I like doing no. like what the real people do, which is sit around and drink a lot, apparently. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is London. Yeah. I'm just obliterated the whole time. Yeah. It's great. Well, I like to, I'd like to do that too. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I like to just get navigate a city just through my my wits, my mm. senses, and my do using a, a visual guides. And I think I'd do okay in there with like Fagin's crew or something yes. from Oliver. Yes, just oh, yeah. Just getting around and maybe falling in love with an older woman and then getting upset or I don't know or whatever. A story of my life. Happen. Oh man, that old woman out there. She, I'll never forget her. She left, a, left an impression. Tore my heart apart and every deal. Um, That's what they do. I know. Yeah. You can't. You, some. You, they say you could cross that divide, but you can't really. Mm. Wait. What do you mean? I don't know. Of age? Yeah. Because I've done it. No, I have too, uh-huh. but I, I think that ultimately. That becomes the thing. I guess, yeah. Look at Demi and uh, Ashton. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's yes. always the example always one a, should use. Another, another look. Yeah, at the same time, I don't know. I mean, Susan Saran has been dating that real young guy for a while, and good on her. Is that still going on? Ping yeah, pong? Oh, yeah, spin. The ping pong. Yeah. Maybe that's what they have in common. <laughs> well. I gotta find me one of those. You ought to have her on the show. 20-year-old boys. What's that? I don't think I don't think you want to, or you're close to the school down here. I am. I might go hunting after this. <laughs> see, how, see how the clonopin works oh, down there. Oh, hey, kids, want some? Oh, that's terrible. That's a terrible joke. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a big fan of your podcast. Thank you. The, the tell tell the bartender, and you've been doing it what over a year? Uh yes, almost. Yeah, a year and a half. A year and a half, yeah. And I started doing the live show a year ago. So I do every two weeks an episode, and yep. every two months I do a live show with celebrities. But I, I like to get regular normal folk on. The whole point of it is I like the idea of the moth, but yep. it's gotten kind of competitive. So now it used to be like a janitor could go up and tell a story, and now it's like you have to be, you have all these credits. And you should, I mean, it's a great, great show. But um, my problem is a lot of the stories I heard bartending blew my mind, but these are people who would never get on stage. Right. So the whole point of the show is I, I'm really good at interviewing people. In a, I mean, you would know. You're a great interviewer, so there we are. Thank it, you. It takes one to know one. But um, I would just get the most interesting stories out of these people who seemed really boring. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they'd had these insane stories, but they would never get on stage. So when I came up with the idea for the podcast, I was like, all right. like So for example, there's a story of a guy... Uh, the episode's called I Didn't Know I Was Nugent. 
And he's a 40-year-old restaurateur in this neighborhood and very metrosexual, very liberal. Always knew he was adopted. He was adopted by a nun, you know. And when he's 40 years old, he finds out his birth father wants to meet him. He's like, all right. And they're like, your birth father is Ted Nugent. And he tells the story start to finish of meeting Ted. And he's like this New Yorker, you know, metrosexual, kind of liberal. And he would never get on stage and tell that story. He's too shy. Uh So the whole point of Tell the Bartender is I try to get those people on occasionally i do have friends on or you know comedians but for so for for an intimate discussion here not in front of the audience exactly but for the live show that's when i want to bring people with some seasoning exactly yeah Yeah. so i've had some great people on it jenny garofalo tate donovan um wyatt simnack mara wilson just really awesome liz winstead oh man all these great people yeah they're terrific super fun and uh uh so you, so you heard some good tales, and then you reach out to some of those people. I do. You bartended at a number of places around here. I do, said. and you know, I'm like, I'm usually at a party, and someone goes, "Oh, so and so does this podcast. Have you met this person? She has a crazy story." And then they kind of like pitch it to me, and I'm like, "Done." Like, so I like meeting new people and hearing their story. And you find them on all walks of life. Yeah, right? yeah. I go to storytelling shows. I, you know, I just meet people at bars, or I meet people. Like I said, at parties, or if I like really like a boy, I say be on my podcast, get into my apartment. <laughs> right. Next thing you know, it's like there we're doing go. it in the bedroom. Is that okay? And they're like, "Where's the microphones?" I'm like, "Well, you figure it out." And then it gets weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that happens to a lot of podcast hosts. Yeah, yeah, it's a little inappropriate. I'm joking. I've only so, done that twice. <laughs> well, whatever works. Yeah. Now was t- was tending bar uh, as they portray it in Hollywood? Lots of Sam Malone type. Characters, and oh yeah, elderly coaches, everything, everything, every, honestly, exactly. every freaking character. Because it was a neighborhood bar and it was a lounge bar. It was one of the first bars in the neighborhood at the time, um, and you got all walks of life. So it was the hipsters were starting, the Vespas would pull up, and then like the regulars, uh, you know, sixty-year-olds. We literally had a postman, like it was like Cheers. He was you know Cliff Clavin. <laughs> we literally had a post postal worker who came in, sat down, like drank, you know. Knowledgeable guy. Very knowledgeable. Yeah. Very smart. Very educated. Like, that's the thing is he's, he, you wonder, like, why is he just, and I'm using air quotes, even though it's a great job, and I know a lot of people who do it, but um, he just loves doing it. He loves the freedom, and he was the smartest guy in the room. You know a lot of postal workers? I know two. So I think that's a lot. <laughs> All right. No, it's, I think two is a lot. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Did you know them before they became postal workers? Yes, I did, actually. Yeah. Okay. It's a fun job, apparently. It seems like it would be a blast. Benefits are pretty good. And you get the shorts. Yeah, and you get the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I would well, do it just for I'm not uh, bartended myself. Is that true? Perhaps once in some... I've catered, but I've not Cater been... Caterer, yeah. It seems as though uh, these days to be a bartender, you have to have the mustache and mm. the armbands and the suspenders. And the suspenders, right. Yeah. It's the same thing. They're also, you know, have to know how to look for gold and be a prospector. <laughs> right. It's true. They ask you that at all the Brooklyn establishments, like, can you find gold? I walked and, past some of those guys yeah. at some place on Lafayette. All, it must have been like at a break time where a transition, everybody's standing outside in their silly outfits. Oh, jeez. And I just shook my head at him. Like, Can what I tell you? Come on. I I saw this thing. I put it on Instagram. I was walking to brunch. This, and my neighborhood is one of the, the same thing. It's Carol sure, Gardino. Sure, sure. And I was walking to brunch, and they, it was one of those places, and it had um, a sign in the window that said, Every Tuesday's Rock, Paper, Scissor competition. And I was like, this is the Brooklyniest <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn is ever Brooklyn. <laughs> I cannot imagine anything more. Ugh. Ugh. So I went, needless to say. Sounds like a torture. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you won, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Always choose rock. 
always choose rock. Rock always wins. Really? That's what you... That's oh, yeah. That's my... You think that just says something about your personality? Sure. <laughs> yeah. All great countesses. Everyone thinks that uh, the scissors, but no, no. It's, no. it's rock. I would yeah. not think the scissors. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I wouldn't think the scissors. No, why not? I find I think the rock is a stronger stronger call. I agree, but everyone it's, thinks that everyone's going to do rock, so then they do scissors oh. or, or paper. They think they're going to do paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always rock, you guys. It's a proven theory. It's the strongest one. Ninety percent of the time, rock wins. <laughs> Choose Mother Nature. Exactly. Yeah. During your time as a bartender, was there a drink that you loved to make? Yes, beer. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just say, like, Easy. This, this is Easy. A, this is always what I, I, listen. If it's slow, I love making a Bloody Mary because I make them to order. I make the best Bloody Marys. I'm sorry, everyone, but I do. Um, because I would get like wasabi paste or horseradish, whatever people wanted. Because yeah. some people don't want horseradish. I make it to your liking. I love making Cosmos. But when it's busy and you yeah. want a mojito, and here's my favorite part, right? Yeah. Um, I think I'll have a mojito. Oh, my friend's going to have a mojito. I don't know what I want yet. What do you think happens? <laughs> you spend five minutes making mojito. You slam. You know what? I, I, I think it looks really good. I think I'll have a mojito too. <laughs> and then the next person down the end of the bar goes, what are they drinking? Yeah. It's like, Nothing. I have lied when it's really busy and been like, oh, we don't have mojitos. You know? Because of the muddling? Everything. Is that the thing? Because it's just too many steps. I want to make the drink good right. for the person. That takes and time. it doesn't happen. Listen, it is. But order whatever you want. Bartenders should love you. Bartenders should not have an attitude. I actually hate bartenders who have attitudes. Yeah. And I'm, I shouldn't have made fun of girls who talk like that because I do too. But um, to answer your question, uh, yeah, that is my favorite drink to make on when it's busy is just a simple drink. Give, give you a beer. Yeah. And are there places that, that you like to go? Or is it a, a, a bar that you think has got it down? I do. Um, that place, we call it Cloverfield, but it's called Clover Club. <laughs> Clover Club. Yeah. Uh, I love, it's just like a classy perfect, establishment. It? it is so great. They take such good, their drinks do take 10 minutes to make, but they should. Yeah. I just like the ambiance. I go to a bar for the ambiance. You can get shit canned at home, right? Yeah. Um, they for, have a little bit of that mustache and suspenders thing. Yeah, going on. I, 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 I. But get it's not it. over the top. Yeah, it's not as bad. It's more genuine. Um, and then I got <laughs> to go to a little so. hole around a hole in the wall place called Mini Bar near me, just because uh-huh. it's fun. But same thing, like they're just really nice. I like places with good attitudes and vibes, and I don't like packed bars. Yeah, no. I, I don't I go out you. on the weekends. I only go out weeknights or afternoons. Midday. Yeah, yeah. midday. I am wasted right now. 11 a.m. I've been drinking since 2 p.m. <laughs> and you like to travel. You go to the airport bars? Oh, man. That's my favorite part. <laughs> the airport is the worst. Because, um, yeah, and I don't care. I always pretend like the money just doesn't exist when I go to airport bars. Because I'm like, it, they're going to just charge an arm and a leg. It is sure. what it is. So I just pull out a credit card. And I, I don't like getting credit card debt. But when I go traveling, boom, it's we're fun. using credit cards. Yeah. Fun. Um, There's some stories there, I bet. I heard some crazy stories, yeah. Recently. I think you ought to do a show from there. I was thinking about it. I heard some really nice... I was actually chatting with this guy and I almost pulled out my phone and then he was like, oh, I got to hop on my flight. I was like, fuck. Because he started getting some really deep shit and I was like, do you mind if I... But then he had to go. The sadness of an airport bar is only matched by the hotel bar. Oh, I see. I love those places. Yes. Because I like the people watch. I'm saying. Yeah. There's some real stories there. I do. I I see a nice series developing for you. It's a great idea. I should do that. Well, again... It's a free one. Thank you. Now I'm taking you... it. Thank you, Dale. <laughs> You're welcome. You're doing great. <laughs> I'm doing fine. You you highlight a drink every episode. Not every episode. I highlight as many as possible. Sometimes I okay. honestly just forget. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't... and also I have a problem with um I do have sober people who listen and people who have been you know alcoholics and 
and have, have written to me, like, sometimes I get triggered if there's a drink of the week. And uh, I am, I am genuinely um, uh, open to that and, and what my listeners want. And, yeah. I, and I do get it. So, like, when I have an episode and someone talks about an experience they're alcohol, alcoholic or they're recovering, I don't do a drink of the week. Because I just if think... your guest, is it? Yeah, because well, I yeah. think it's inappropriate. No, I, I, I see that. And I know people would be like, no, you're censoring yourself, but it's my fucking show. I can do whatever I want to do. And you know what? If one or two people could write in and they're like, I have a problem with this drink, or I have also said, here's the non-alcoholic version. Right. That's you know, nice people version. appreciate that. So I like to do a drink if I think it's appropriate to the theme of the show. Yeah. And if it's funny. But if not... And I don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I disregard the interests of my listeners and my guests. Right. And I always pair the podcast with something that uh, I have. And usually it's a scotch. And as we move into summer, it's usually a bourbon oh, or something. Nice. Now, today we're having a refreshing glass of water. Water, yes. That's fine. That's as non-alcoholic as it can I think water is one of your sponsors, I believe. It's one of all of our sponsors. So well, we get yeah. right down to it. Yeah, this is the ad. I'll give you a free. I'll, since you've been getting so kind yeah. to me, I'll give you the free. Dale Radio, brought to you by water. Wow. Water. It's everywhere. It's in the Guanas Canal. Actually, I don't think the Guanas Canal is made of water. No, I think it's, it's not. made of just no, it's sludge and it's kryptonite. Turned. <laughs> it has turned. Yes, but I wondered because now that we're this is the the meeting of two great podcast worlds. I know, right? Will the world explode? It's about to. <laughs> it could. But do you think you could recommend something for this conversation right now? <gasps> like a drink. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you're not somebody that ha- if you have a problem with alcohol, just walk away. Sure. Um, do you want a drink that actually exists, or do you want like a new drink made up right now? Just which, whichever you feel, but probably uh, what would what would best uh, capture? I don't know why, but I'm getting the sidecar vibe from you. Sidecar. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Do you know what that is? Yep. Okay, and I feel I feel this way because of this. All right, so a sidecar, as you know, is yeah. a car with a little side on it. Yeah. So I feel that right now you're driving this, and I'm along for the ride. That's a lovely image. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that cute? Don't you picture you, us with the little you wearing the goggles? Vi- the goggles on the little Snoopy, you know, Red yeah. Baron outfit. And a sidecar is made with, you can make it with a bunch of things, but um, brandy, mostly, yeah. a little Cointreau, and then lemon juice or a little bit of uh, yeah, um, a sour mix, but I prefer lemon juice, actually. Sometimes people put a little bit of sugar, you shake it up, yeah. you pour it into a high, or, or actually, no, you can do a highball glass, but sorry, I meant martini glass straight up, and you leave a little leftover on the side, mm-hmm. so it's an extra shot. It's like a sidecar. I think those are the ingredients. I don't know, it's been a while. Well, that sounds about right. It sounds well, it is now. Refreshing. Yeah. It's, it's, and, it, and going back to your bourbon, so this is a brandy yep. drink. Yep. You could use bourbon. You know, it's the same idea. Well, I think that's a perfect uh, uh, Dale Radio bar, tell the bartender yeah. fusion uh, sidecar. Yeah, and plus it's sort of old of school actual... and seeing as how you're like 87 years old, right? <laughs> well, is that what you are? I mean, not, not that old, okay. but <laughs> I've been around once All right. or twice. It's just we had to get a Whitaker chairlift to get you up the stairs <laughs> to my apartment. So I, I wish. Wanted to make sure. That's my dream. You're comfortable. <laughs> and now you are a New York native. I sure am. Congratulations. Thank you. I, <laughs> I did it all by myself. <laughs> I realized recently that my entire view of New York City probably uh, it, it comes from the opening credits of a lot of television programs. Yeah. And, you know, you, even like going back to like a Sesame Street, I think Fat Albert is Philadelphia. What's happening? What's, was that here? Wasn't it? I don't know. I thought it was. That might be a Chicago suburb. Oh, I'm not shoot, sure. you're right. I'm not sure. Well, maybe I'm thinking of the uh, All in the Family also. All in the Family. That was New yeah. York. Yeah. Jefferson's. Different strokes. 
Yeah. Jefferson's for sure. Jefferson's. Yeah. And uh, uh, he would welcome back Cotter. Welcome back Cotter, of course. And I think taxi. It, taxi. Yeah. That's what I thought New York was going to be like. It is. And like the fame, like fame. Yeah, is only that, fame. Was it that? Was it a lot of uh, just driving over bridges and dancing in cafeterias? Oh, all the time. That's all my family ever did. Um, in the 70s and 80s, New York actually was very much like the kind of gritty, yeah. you know, people taking trains places and the graffiti in the trains. That was all real. Yeah. Um, it was kind of dirty and awesome. Uh, and we uh, danced constantly. I took breakdance. I grew up in the Bronx. I took breakdancing lessons. Because my mother took us to see Breakin' yeah. and Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. And I was like, I want to take breakdancing lessons. That album, by the way, has a wonderful fold-out. Yeah? That has all the instructions on how to how to do all the moves. I think we had that. Yeah. Oh, I was obsessed. And so my my, uh, my breakdancing coach was named Finesse. I'll never forget. Yes. I got pretty good at it. <laughs> I got pretty good. Do you ever, you know, once the... Uh, once the um, Bourbon Adderall kicks in. or whatever yeah, yeah, it yeah. is, uh, uh, or the sidecar really kicks in. Are you tempted to bring out the braking, or do you? I'll tell you what I do do, and this is my signature dance at a wedding. Yeah. Uh, my my jam is Belle DeVoe's Poison. Oh. Okay. And I can do the kid and play kick step. Oh yeah. Still, and so I do that, and I have a whole dance routine. And one wedding I was at, this girl also knew how to do the kid and play kick step. Next thing you know, there's a circle around us, and we're doing it full on with the locking of the legs and the jumping around. Yeah. And it turns out, because I'd never met her before, her name was Kelly, and I was like, oh, weirdo, so uh, that was great that that happened. She goes, well, I used to do improv, and I just said, yes, and. And I was like, oh, where'd you do improv? She goes, oh, I went to college in the Midwest called McAllister. And I was like, I founded the school's improv troupe. She's like, wait, you're Catherine Heller? I was like, yes. (laughs) So it turns out we were in the same improv group different times. She was younger than I was, and we found each other at this wedding. Amazing. It was meant to be. Poison. That dance. Never trust a big button to smile. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's my jam. <laughs> That's fantastic. I know. I like that story. I love that story. And I like having a wedding dance that you can go to. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. You know, it's hard. It was, a, it was a good DJ at that wedding. A lot of weddings I go to are like, whatever. It seems so, because I would think that would also be fairly late in the game to get to Poison. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. I, maybe I requested it. Listen, you guys, I don't know what happened. I, I, was, I was half there. You won't put it past you. Pretty much in the bag. I love those fame kids. Yeah. They did a live show once. You did remember? they really? I think they did. I have a, a faint memory. Did they do the in. Coco scene? <laughs> I, don't I don't know if they did or not. It was some of them were talented, uh-huh. and they did their talents. Huh? But that was always a, a dream of mine. I was kind of past my prime, but I always wanted to just sit in the room and have Debbie Allen yell at me. <gasps> yes. Wouldn't that? Be I inspiring? still do. Is that weird? That's one of my kinks. <laughs> no. And I, I put it on my OK Cupid profile. Like <laughs> I just want a guy who can dress like Debbie Allen and yell at me. <laughs> Whilst I dance around in the street. Is that so it's hard to find? I get so many guys then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. joking. I'm not on OK Cupid. <laughs> that's the part that's, that's not real. That's the part real. that's not real. <laughs> Everything else is real. <laughs> well, did you catch the acting bug early on? Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, when I was a kid, I saw Annie on Broadway. I was six years old, that and was I was in... like, that's it. And yeah. I, I think I always Sarah Jessica Parker. I don't know. Actually, I don't. It wasn't her. It the, wasn't the, the touring and, one. That came it wasn't after. the original one. It was yeah. right after the original yeah. one. Um, I saw that in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was always a weird kid, though. Too like I always sat in my room and like made my dolls play with each other and like write scripts for them. And I was kind of a, what a do you mean weirdo. play with each other. You just sit back. 
I mean, <laughs> you know, I'd write like I'd like write them shows and they'd, oh, okay. they'd perform and do plays and stuff. So I still I'm a writer now too. So I think I guess that where it comes from. But I didn't want to be an actor because I thought, oh, it's so hard. And I was right. <laughs> but I love it. I love it so much that I'm willing to get through the hard days. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and those are 364 out of the year, by the way. Yeah. Hard days. That one day, though. It's perfect. It's perfect. Like today. Exactly. Today was an awful... I'll tell you what happened to me today, though. Yeah. You don't mind. Um, went to two auditions, which is great. You yeah. Know? First one went great. Uh, the second one, they were like, okay, we need you to show up. It's for a jeans commercial. Uh, print and uh, TV. So I was like, sweet, that could be thousands of dollars. Right. You know? So uh, I, I put on my tight, my skinny jeans, you know, and I put on my, they said black, black tank top, skinny jeans. I was like, boom, getting this, nailing it. Walk in, and uh, it just so happens, listeners, that I, uh, I, I am a little bit slimmer than I used to be because of the kidney infection. I generally am a petite person, but I have been told by casting directors, you're too fat for this role. We need skinny, skinny. Like, they need models for most roles, right? Okay. So I have been told you are too fat for this role, right? And uh, for those of you who know me, you know, I'm, I'm normal shaped. Okay. So I walk very in. Very normal. I'm very normal I mean, shaped. I mean, yeah, average. Yeah. Average height weight. Slender. Right. So I walk into this audition and uh, I see these other women there and they're a little bit bigger than I am and I'm whatever, but it's, it's an open, you know, thing, I guess. Like, all right, well, one of different types. I uh, had an audition for uh, an adult diapers commercial. Same thing. They were looking for <laughs> different types, you know, because sure. why not? Everyone pees themselves. Apparently. I'd like to get in on that. And I walk in the room and this is through my agent. So this is legit. Like they, yeah. they, they saw the breakdown. They sent me out. They said, yes, we'll see her. They saw my headshot. I got, I walk in the room and they took one look at me and they go, I'm sorry. I think there's been a miscommunication. Um, we only need size eight or up. It was a plus, quote unquote, plus size modeling job. And uh, I walked right out and all the girls in the waiting room, because everyone's real friendly in audition rooms. They were like, what happened? And I didn't, I didn't know what to say. Like, sorry, ladies, I'm too skinny. But like, I was like in shock. It was the first time I've been told I was too skinny for something, which is, you know, fine. But it was just funny. It was like, okay. All right. right. <laughs> Welcome to maybe uh, the opposite of what you had had been getting before. Just, I, just different. I just, just find just... it funny when they're like, literally, they've told me, like, "Oh, you're just a little too overweight for this part." Can you believe that? So I can because I've gone in on those auditions yeah. and had the same thing happen to me. Yeah, where I thought I could nail it because it was just my stomach, and yeah. then it, I failed. Yeah. No, and it was it was just I don't know. It, it sounds like I'm sorry. That story sounds like oh, woe is me. I just got like ugh, too skinny. But like I think it was just funny. It was funnier to me than anything. It was just I've never had that happen before. Yeah, Being an right. actor, you're and always usual, told you're too fat. Sure, and I think the other takeaway is a good kidney infection. Good old if kidney infection. To, if you need to drop some pounds, I gotta tell you, don't eat for a month. It works every time, you guys. Oh my god, every time. And what was the other thing that happened? Uh, oh, I had a, like not a bad breakup, but it was one of those annoying breakups. Today? Oh, no, today. No, no, no. I thought you meant a, I had a bad, a bad oh, year. Oh, this year. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, the other the other audition. No, the second one was fine. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fine. You, maybe you got it or just... Who knows? Who knows? You knows? don't find out for a while. I don't know. Well, eh, I don't know. It is what it is. But you got to go in with a good attitude. I and just... my, I, and that, that's what I was going to ask you. You go in thinking like... Because you said, well, I, oh, okay, this is a lot of money. Do you go in always attached to the... No. This is going to come out. You oh, can't, you know, you can't. Listen, you just, and this goes for like TV auditions and film. You audition for the room, not the part, right? So you may or may not be right for the part. That is not your fault. Yeah. All you need to do is make a good impression on these casting directors because they'll call you in for something else. So if you're not right for the part, they'll call you in for something that you are right for. I think that's so good So you advice. just have to give your best 
And my theory is, oh, if I don't book this, they'll call me back in for something. Right. And they do. So, plus you can't think about it too much because it'll just weigh you down. I, I, I've never, I never get, uh, I never get in the right space. Mm, what do you uh, mean? Uh, mentally, I'm never, I don't do it. I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Is the is the answer? That is that I you're too nervous to? Or I have not had a positive experience doing it. I'm not sure what a positive experience would look like. Hmm. But I go in, and in those seconds, I feel like too much is riding on this, and I get inside my head, and I can't oh. relax. And if it, let's say it's for a voiceover thing or something, because everybody says, "Oh, you do voiceover." Well, everybody and their mother wants to do voiceover, right? So you, uh, <clears throat> you know, I get in there, and then I feel it like the second time. If I were given a second opportunity, I would be better at it. Right, 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 yeah. But the first one is just, I'm saying these weird... I'm, I, like, I know what you mean, and I do... There are times where I walk out of the room going, God, I should have done this. But you know what? If you do that, you're just wasting time out of your day. It's over. It's done yes, with. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, that's why I decided not to do it at all. Oh, see, I really enjoy auditioning. It's fun. And plus, I, it's a small community. The girls who are my type, I see yeah. them at the auditions every week. And um, a lot of the people you've had in your show, I see them at auditions every week. And it's like, oh, fun. Good to see you. Yeah. Break a leg. I hope you get it, you know? Well, maybe. I'd like to see them actually go out for more of your part. Aw. Well, yeah. All these yeah. great talents. Exactly. I think I'd like that. We're also I'm great. not doing it enough to, to become part of the I thing. Either, I understand, you know? like, wow, they're one But you, thing. Need, you, know, you can't be afraid of failure. And no, don't I'm look not. at it as failure. Believe me. Yeah. My whole life has been a failure. Well, you know, have you tried to be in therapy? <laughs> You need a good therapist. Have I been? I have been in that a while ago. Uh huh. And that didn't help. Because uh, okay. I love failing, man. No, I. I it's the only thing I know. <laughs> <laughs> when I succeed, I get nervous. <laughs> it's like when I book something, I'm like, ooh, no, they must good. be crazy. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I'm awesome. None of it's gonna last. <laughs> no, it's okay. That's how I always think. Well, even if this is a success, it'll be fleeting. Yeah. Oh, it is though. It's always fleeting. Yeah. You can't take it too seriously. You I think do your. People do. Though. You. You'll, you'll, I know. Oh, I, my actual <laughs> friends on Facebook. I have to block all of them because they're all like, "Oh my God, I just booked this job," and then it's like, "Yeah." Two months later, they're like so depressed, and it's like, "Yeah," because the job is over. Everyone relax. You booked a job. You're gonna not work for three months, and then we're gonna work again. That's the way it works. I like the ones who spend the money. What do you mean? I booked a gig, they spent some money on oh, yeah, no. and they're flaunting it. Oh no, you can't do that. <laughs> and then two months later, does anyone know of a, the a best studio part is, sublet? And this this happens all <laughs> the time Sunset too. Park. A book a commercial and then you know they they shoot it and you get paid for the day and then it won't air. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. Like so I did right. a and I did an ad for Obamacare and I was real excited for it to start airing, right? Because I was like, Oh yeah, it's gonna be yeah. money. And what happened? The site goes down. Yeah. The Obamacare site goes down. So they couldn't air the commercial until the site was working. So everyone's complaining. They're like, God, I just had Obamacare site. I was like, yeah, I really wanted to start working, you know, but like for more personal reasons. Because they couldn't air the commercial. You don't care about the healthcare. You just no. want to get on the TV. Yes. But you could have been the lady, that poor lady. Oh, I felt so bad for her. The woman who was the face yeah. of Obamacare. Yeah. Oh, my God. Although, I hope she got paid well. I'm sure she did. I hope she did. Because you never know when you do those jobs. She it deserves been a, like an ambassadorship. It might have been somewhere. a buyout, which they, they like give you a thousand dollars up front and then yeah. you're done. You know. Oh well, she had a friendly face. I see why they chose her. Yeah, I was excited. <laughs> I'm on Obamacare. I love it. It paid for everything when I was in the hospital. Well, see, there you are. Yeah. Well, okay, go mm-hmm. ahead. Better living through websites. Exactly. And uh, and is the is the po- you feel the podcast evolving? That's becoming a bigger part of your, your time. Uh, and I love it. And I didn't think it was going to do well. I just did it because I love doing it. 
I do a lot of things because I love doing them, and I, and I always make the joke, like, out of the 20 kids I've created, one of them gets adopted, and you never know which one is going to be. But just, I keep making things, and I've definitely made things that had, like, no response. Like, I have a book on Amazon, no one's buying it. You know what I mean? Like, I do all these things. And you but, try them. But, and to be clear, you don't have 20 children. Uh, you have not been to my bedroom yet. This is not that kind of podcast. You mean, you, you mean of all no, your No, I literally en- mean children. No, oh, okay. no, I'm joking. I mean creative. Creative endeavors. Yes, yes, yes. Out of all I do, of you, try it all. You, you strike me as someone who will try it all. Yeah, writing, I, one woman show, plays, um, books. Uh, you have any of the one woman, one woman shows, uh, one women, uh, one woman shows coming up? Um, you know, there's okay. So I wrote one called "My Dad's Crazier Than Your Dad: A Scientific Inquiry," yeah. and it is a story about my dad. My dad is a very interesting person. I don't use the word crazy as an ableist thing. He actually is has mental problems, uh-huh. but the stories about him are funny because they're so fucking weird. Uh, we are estranged. He won't talk to his children. So that's part of. The, the story. So I did it for the Fringe Festival a few years ago and it was spectacular and I only say that because I, I, I'm very hard on myself and I had an amazing director, Nell Balaban, who helped me create it and it just went so well and people are like, are you going to do it again? And this sounds terrible but the story doesn't have an ending yet because he's still alive and I want to do it again but yeah. after he's passed because I want to know my experience of how I'm going to feel when he actually is gone as opposed to just being emotionally gone. That got deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so okay. I do want to I do want that's to do it okay. again, but I want to do it when it's ready to be evolved again. So that you can have a, a proper uh, closure to the story. Yeah, personally and for the story. Right. And he's still in the Bronx somewhere. You no, know. he's in Florida oh. with his like third wife, I think. Well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. No, Florida's I'm fine. a good place to be. Estranged. Yeah. No. No. Listen, I really. <laughs> It's strange. Florida's great, man. Or just um, strange. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, that. He a is lot of uh, strange people in Florida. A little, a little odd, but I do. I honestly, genuinely do wish him the best. I'm happy he's happy, and I've been through years of therapy, and I understand. There you go. Why it is that you know he didn't leave me, he just left. Uh, uh, sure. He okay. He left me. He uh, he. Uh, you guys, it's getting serious. I think I need. Well, his, his choices were his. Yes. And he, he's down there, and you've are obviously been able to thrive and work through it yeah. in many different ways. I use pain to, for, if you don't laugh, you cry. It helps in the, the uh, create, creativity. That's We're right. all messed up. <laughs> That's um, right. But you know, that also speaks to some, the, the idea that you have to kind of wait for his passing, in a sense, or you have to uh, experience something truthfully before mm. you can tell the rest of your story. Yeah. That does get to something with the storytelling yes. community that uh, I feel like they could they could lighten up a little bit. What do you mean? I feel like uh, maybe there's too much emphasis on the on the truth. Really? See, that's the <laughs> I actually like about that about that because um, the difference between uh, truth in uh, truth and comedy is yeah. what they say. I think the true things are the funniest. For sure. If you think they're taking themselves too seriously, that's a different topic. I will agree <laughs> with you on that. But um, this is why I prefer to stand up, and I prefer yeah. storytelling type of stand up actually. And I know everyone's different. So some people like to see a joke a minute, you know, boom, yeah, boom, boom. Yeah. There's times where I want that. But mostly I enjoy watching storytelling shows because I don't mind it if they get a little serious for a second because I know the payoff's going to be great. Sure. Yeah. And I'm just saying don't don't be afraid to embellish a little bit to get the oh, story Oh, I see. You way. think they're just sticking to the truth too much. I, I And I've posed that question before to some storytellers and I got shut down huh. because I was saying just, you, I mean, my memory is my memory and I'm going to tell that story. Oh, I do definitely but embellish on the truth. Of course. You have to. But um, are you, you in 
insinuating I should? Are you insinuating I should pretend my father's dead? I'll do it. All <laughs> See right. See how it goes. Sure, I'll give it a shot. Spend the week. Great, you guys. So um, my show will be playing at the pit next week, and my dad just died. No, that's not what I meant. But I mean, uh, just about some. It's not journalism, is what I'm saying. Unless it's I being understand. presented as such. So just just have a little fun with it. I understand, but I think for me, just for this particular story, I would feel better knowing. Oh, and yes. working through it because clearly I cannot deal with my own emotions, no. so I need to perform. Well, that, that wasn't that wasn't targeted at, at specifically at that story, right? I think you you I, you know, everything I say, hundred percent true. <laughs> yes, yes, Dale, because that is your real name. <laughs> all, all based in fact. Absolutely. And, no, I see what you're saying though. That I I agree. I just would like to know that it's okay to be able to have a little fun in that environment. I think I agree, and, and so I think get, people get. Mm, I think some of the caught. best storytellers do do that. No one can hear this. We're not recording. Two of them are right. When do we start recording? In this room. But now I understand that you're also a fan of the the more. uh, uh, Speaking of lightening up. Yeah. (laughs) Of some experimental uh, theater and performance and that kind of a thing. I do. I am. And you. One of my favorite podcasts is Welcome to Night Vale, and it's just the freakiest show you'll ever hear. It's a wonderful one. It is so great. So things like that, I love. Where they're just. That's what I mean. Just taking. Something that is true out there, yeah. just heightening it. Oh, big time. And then, even if it's not true. Big time. Oh, they're so brilliant. I was just I mean, listening. that's a master, masterful stroke of just story building. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't know yeah. if any of it's true, but you take something that sounds like it almost could be. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I love Broadway musicals. I love formulaic rom-coms. Sure. I really do. Uh, I like a little bit of everything. No, I didn't mean to say you're only interested in Yes. Dot eyes. <laughs> but you also enjoy the nonsensical yelling of Richard Foreman. Yes, I do. There's a poster right behind you. Oh, gosh. From The Gods Are Pounding My Head, a.k.a. The Lumberjack Messiah, which I saw. I've seen several of his shows. He is, he is. awesome. Yeah, well, he's, but he's still doing it or no? You know, I think he said he'd stop doing it. Then he did a film. Um, he used to put out a play a year. I don't think he's doing anything right yeah. now, but I need to look it up because I, I have a feeling he'll be back. I he, ran into him once. He, he looks He looks exactly as you No, I know. I've met him before. He's, <laughs> he goes, he goes yeah. to every show of his. Yeah. He runs the light board. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to work with him. Yeah. I'm a Bob Wilson man. Myself. Oh, okay. Real slow and steady. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. how I spell it. I fell into some uh, experimental circles as a lad. Yeah. And he's one of the ones I got to... Yes. I worked with him out there in Long Island. Really? But uh, you don't see as many people right now doing that kind of a work. They were hugely influential, and you know that some stuff is a derivative of that, but you don't see anybody really taking it and going... What was his last and, show? He's got one now at BAM, I think. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't remember okay, what it's called. Okay, check it out. All right. But, uh, yeah, Einstein on the Beach was just there, too. I mean, that's, okay. a, that's the that's Yeah, BAM's the got one, some good stuff, yeah. I mean, he's the guy. Yeah. For me, he's the guy. Sweet. But, but going back to your original question, yeah. like, ten minutes ago, the podcast yes. is doing well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I asked that, and I'm glad you remembered. Uh, no, that's what I do on the podcast. I always keep track of people's stories, because a lot of times they tangent, which is great. I yeah. love tangents, but it's my job to bring it back. Well, you did now. I know, I sure did. So I'm doing your job for you. <laughs> I appreciate Dale. it. <laughs> Making drinks for you. I love it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I like to see some of that. I like to see everything just get heightened a little bit mm. along the, along the way of some of those great. I think those worlds could bleed into one another. I do too. Even more, and I I'd do like too. to see that. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, I, as an as an artist, um, I hope I hope that happens as well, and I try to make it happen with my stuff. Yeah, and I like knowing that um, when I write a show, it's mine, and I can do whatever I want. Yeah, and I don't have to answer to anyone, and um, it's it's fun. And if it takes off, then even better, and that means I'm my, I'm my own boss, which is weird. Because then I like get mad at myself for being late to things, and I give myself demerits, and <laughs> you, you punish yourself. Not allowed to watch porn during the day, you know the usual things that bosses do. <laughs> They're really do? clamping down on I that know. at the home office. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And so, no more casual Fridays here. <laughs> so sad. Well, I'm glad that it's going well, and I think you, you do well in the boss position. Thanks. I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. And uh, really able to to self-motivate and direct a creative life. It is uh, it is fun to do and it is scary, but like I said, failure is the key to everything and stuff and whatever. Lemons, we, we, lemonade, I don't know. <laughs> that too. Put it in a sidecar. Yeah. Ooh, and... yes. That's the name of my new album. Put it in the sidecar. How did you know? Well, you. between that and Lady Flautist, you've got quite an empire. So I you always think, have to have these 20 things going. Yeah, i got to keep you in my side pocket at all times for when I need an idea for something and take all the credit. Just to tweet at me. Always. It'll be good. And I'll retweet and say it's mine. <laughs> like, I just came up with the funniest joke, you guys. Why does it say retweeted by Dale Radio? Oh, no, 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 no. no. That was my, no. that's part of the joke. Don't pay attention to that. Yeah. And if you just delete it right away, nobody will know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they can't take screenshots. That's no, not a thing, no. is it? Nobody knows how the internet works. No. But, uh, you know, I do I do want to uh, give you one other bit of praise because I find, uh, <gasps> uh, I do I do think your voice is just terrific. Thanks. It's very full of character and richness. I think, I'm sure it'll come through here. I don't Thank any... you! Yeah, that's it. It's like a songbird. <laughs> That you want to just have all the time. Well, no, that's sweet. I've heard that. I heard, I've heard that I have an HR voice. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I've heard I have a soothing voice. And I actually have one person who human said... Human resources Human voice? resources, oh, yeah. Not HR Geiger. Oh, no, no, no. Not an alien voice. No, and I had some, some person say to me, they, she goes, don't take this the wrong way, but I listen to your podcast. When I go to bed at night, I put the sleep time wrong because your voice puts me to sleep. <laughs> I think that's terrific because I think that speaks to what I'm talking about here is that you, you can have people on that I may be familiar with I might not be familiar with right. as you said from all walks of life but you as a consistent character is someone that you want to spend time with oh. and that you want to have uh, sort of guiding you Thanks. and that you're, you're in command of it so Thank you. it's wonderful it's a rare thing I'm glad you got it wow that's great I mean I, you know I uh, worked hard at it you know I've been trying trying to sound soothing and comforting for years <laughs> do yourself <laughs> And to others. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Be kind to myself. I know it. So uh, what's next for the show? you have any more live ones coming up? Just, so funny you mentioned I'm just planning the next live one. I need to get a date locked in. I have yeah. one guest locked in and a potential second guest locked in. But I can't say the names yet because you don't want to get people no, too no, no. excited. I never tell um, anybody. One of them is a wonderful out. performer and huge. And uh, the other one might be even... Uh, just as big, if not bigger. So great. So you guys get excited about nothing. Um, <laughs> I'm not great. one of those people though on Facebook or Twitter to say like, and I have a fr I have a friend who did this recently. It's so annoying. Hey guys, huge news. I'll keep you posted. And it's like, yeah. shut the fuck yeah, up. That's not, that's, that's not helpful. I'm not going to like that status. Yeah. Give me a dislike button. Or the tragic block. Post. Which one? Which one's your favorite? That's sort of like, Really feeling down today. Got yeah. some bad news. Yes. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. Or like my favorite. Sad emoticon. I got one. I saw one recently like, is anyone out there to help me? 
<laughs> yeah. As like, are you going to kill yourself? Like, seriously, that is not okay. It's that not is not. Because okay. what if they do? It's not. And then you didn't like their status. That would have saved them. I don't think Can, so. I don't know, man. I don't think so. But we wish them the best. Uh, that people are seeking treatment. I, I have a guy. It. I have a guy friend who's fighting with another guy friend, and I, I finally emailed him because I was like, "Dude, your posts are like messed up. What is going on?" And his posts are like, "You know, the real definition of friendship is this and that, like you know, and that's it." And I'm like, "You've got to stop with that." Yeah. We just just call him. Yeah, a direct message. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we don't, don't all we need don't, to see. We don't that. need to get involved in your crap. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't care for that. Yeah. I'd like to get it down to just one person. Just one? Yeah. You? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean that I could just follow one person. Oh, I think I'm right. going to weed, weed it down from 900 to just keep them all as friends, but then just follow one person. i got to be honest with you. I actually have currently only been going on my personal Facebook page to promote stuff yeah. just because it does help to be like, hey, my show's here if you want to come. Right. And um, promote other friends' shows because I think it's important to help other people out. Yes. And only on my own Twitter because um, I, I just can't deal with people sometimes and someone suggested I take a month off and I hate it when people are like, I'm taking a month off. Like, I didn't announce it. I'm not going to write an article for Thought Catalog about it. Oh. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. People who are like, I did an internet cleanse and here's what happened. It's like, shut up. But I'm just saying it because it's funny you should mention that. I actually have not followed anyone. But the problem with that is I saw someone on the street the other day and they were like, did you hear about that amazing yeah. thing that happened? And I was like, no. And she, she's like, I announced it on Twitter. And I was like, eh, sorry. <laughs> tell me now. Yeah, tell we're in person. We're tell here, me now. Yeah. You could just use this as yeah. a means of communication. Exactly. Although I, I don't want to be one of those get off my lawn people because I think Facebook and Twitter are amazing and a great place to have. But for me personally, I was I was losing touch with myself and feeling competitive with other people and then getting sad because right. I'd see people booking things and I was like, oh, I'm sad. So I just did it for me. But right. I think whatever you use it for, do Go stay. nuts with Inter- it. Yeah, the internet's here to stay, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's good. That's good. You gonna? I think you take the show to London anytime? I would love to. I was hoping to. And actually, I got a venue and I got a guest, but then I started stressing out. And I really was there for meetings and with agents and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I need a vacation. I don't... I love right. doing the show, but the live show does take a lot of work. I self-produce it. Right. Um, it's a, a different city. I don't know how I'm going to promote it. So I just decided to not... Not yeah. do it. And by the way, I didn't mean to diss on Thought Catalog earlier. I was just joking. I have friends who write for it. It was totally just a inside joke. I, I think it'll be taken in the spirit it was given. I hope somebody writes an article about me on Thought Catalog <laughs> about what I think about Thought Catalog. <laughs> if I knew what that was. Free pitch, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. This should be an upworthy video right here. It should be. This entire episode. Two people sat at a table. You won't believe what happens next. At the 22 mark, your jaw will drop. <laughs> I do enjoy watching those. I do too. I'm not going to lie. I cry whenever there's like puppies or kittens or dogs feeling grass for the first time. It's amazing. People hugging seals. I can't. I cannot. I walk. Porcupining the corn. Oh my God. Stop it right there. We're done. What a beautiful metaphor. I will cry. Porcupine. Every video you give me. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, when I was in the hospital, my friend was sending me videos of like puppies to cheer me up. And I'm yeah. like, I was on morphine, so I was high as a kite, you know. And I'm going between laughing and crying. I'm like, this is about amazing. <laughs> the puppy just kissed the kitten and they get kissed on the puppy's back. I just... They're natural enemies. How does it work? How does it happen? What a beautiful world. Well, and, uh, and what, where can people find the, ca- the cast? 
Oh, uh, the cast? Your podcast. Oh, oh, the podcast. I'm like, the cast of what show? Um, the cast of characters in my head that talk to me at night and keep me up. Um, well, those do. Well, I you can find... they come through in the show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, talking to myself is hard. That's, that's uh, yeah. And recording it, sorry. Talking to myself is not hard. But no. knowing that I'm being recorded and I'm talking to myself, I'm like, oh, that's weird. Uh, tell the bartender.com. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me also um, on Twitter. Yeah. My nickname in college was Special K. So my sure. Twitter handle is at SPK Heller. Yeah. And if you want to follow my really not updated website, it's KatherineHeller.com. <laughs> I update it once a year. Usually it's terrible. Lots of great headshots. Up lots there. of great headshots. What wow. a great headshot, actually. I'm very happy with it. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> tell, but tell the bartender.com available on iTunes. There you go. Subscribe. Subscribe, rate it, review it. If you're like a gajillionaire and you, you know, because yeah. I do it for free and as you know, self-producing, it's like I'm just pouring, lucrative. pouring it's very money. Lucrative. Very lucrative. Yeah. But if you feel like making a day, you can also tip me. I take donations. Or tips, as I call them. Yeah. But if you don't have money, you go on the iTunes. You get the show five freaking stars and a good review. That actually helps. Yeah. Boost it up there. Boom. And also, if you're casting anything, if you hear me, (laughs) I'm available for parties and boat christings. And I'll be along too. Yes, we should be a duo. (laughs) Dale and Catherine take over the world. Oh, that sounds lovely. Do it, sidecar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't thank you enough for having me over. Oh, you could thank me enough. (laughs) It's true. Probably has to do with that donate button. Yeah. But I wish you all the success (laughs) with the program. And I hope you have a terrific summer. Thank you. You're going to go away at all? Um, not anytime soon. No, uh, I need to save that. us money, and I'm hoping to maybe do a show soon. So that would be nice. Great. Well, we'll stay tuned. Thank you so much for having thank me. Thank you, Catherine. Thank yes, you. Oh, thank you. Now, uh, we here at Dale Radio will be closing out Season 6 on Wednesday, June 25th at The Pit in New York City. You should come by. Yes, I will. Uh, we've got a great conversation and music uh, with Nikki Glazer. <gasps> She's wonderful. Wonderful. Jean Grey. Mm, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm joking. That's just terrific. Streeter Seidel and Jessica Delfino are all going to be there. Oh, they're great. Live music by Steve O'Reilly as usual. Eight o'clock. Ooh, look at that. Spit on the paper. spit all over I'm so excited. I'm foaming at the mouth. Tickets are still available. And uh, then we're going to take the summer off and try to cool down in advance of season seven. Wow. The March of Excellence continues. And uh, yes, also for our program, subscribe and rate and review on iTunes. Or catch us on Stitcher if you like. Mm. Until next time, I'll be pretending to be a bartender and have my empty whiskey bottles tell me their deepest, darkest secrets. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is written and produced by James Bewley. Musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season 6 theme song composed and performed by Katie Mullins. Season 6 podcast icon designed by Sunil Manchikanti. Logo treatment for Dale Radio is provided by Daniel Spencer Levine. You can listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Please remember to rate and review us, follow us on Twitter, or find us on Facebook. Many thanks. You're the best.